Timing is everything. Tausch, your guy. Right as we went to break. A downfield left sideline deep ball from Danny Etling to wherefore art thou Romeo Dobbs. It was underthrown. KB on Ento in coverage. It was a whale of a catch. So you talk about wanting to make plays to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. You have to do it every every down in and down out and, and run the right route even if the ball doesn't come to you and all those other things. But that's the kind of play that gets people's attention, whether you're fans sitting in the stands here at Ray Nitschke Field or whether you're the coaches. And without Christian Watson participating, those are the kind of moments where a guy like Romeo Dobbs starts to get in people's consciousness even more than he already was coming out of training camp. Isn't that right? Yeah, I just think it, you, I can't tell you enough. I, I mean, I've went through a litany of guys. Tony Maul when he's blocking Sean Merriman. Ryan Grant's spin move down the sideline. Those moments, while you think, well, it's one moment. Those moments put a picture in decision maker and coaches' minds that, wow, I didn't necessarily know this kid could do that. Let's give them more opportunities. And all you do as a young player in training camp and trying to make a name in this league is get opportunities. How you get more and more from coaches are showing that you're taking what they're telling you and implementing it on the football field and then showing that you can do maybe more than they anticipated, especially if you're a late-round pick or an undrafted free agent because they're looking for reasons. They want their guys, first, second, third-round picks. They want those guys to succeed because that makes them look smart. But what coaches right. coaches are very meritocratic in the respect that if you can help them win, they're going to play you. And how they do that, how you get that opportunity is, for me, it was throwing Vonnie Holiday on the ground. All of a sudden, whoa, okay, Vonnie Holiday is a really good player. Okay, let's see more from 65. Every player has a moment like that in their career. If you're a lower-ranked, undrafted, lowerly-drafted player, you get that, and then that springboards you to more opportunities then you have to showcase you can do it consistently. So while it's only one play, and I don't know how great it is, you tweeted about it, it's buzzing on Twitter. I'm sure coaches, they're going to go into their film session after and say, ooh, ooh, we like that. Let's get him right. up. Let's get him in a couple more situations to see if he can again. And you know what? If he keeps doing it again, you know what happens? Somebody else slips on the depth chart, and this kid gets more and more reps. That's your goal as a young player when you go into training camp. Again, I want to be emphasizing that it is one practice. It is the first practice. It is helmets and shorts. Man, and, I'm going to be uh, right large, again. Protective I? helmets. I'm going to be right um, again. Well, oh. so 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 yeah, I know it's tough to be you, uh, and and I think we both have liked Romeo Dobbs, but. Uh, I'll say this, and we'll get to our poll question about Julio Jones because it's a runaway right now based on the early returns. But Jawan Winfrey has made two really good catches down the field. Uh, we just talked about Romeo Dobbs's catch down the field here uh, from Danny. Who's Atlanta. covering uh, these guys? We were... I, thought, I, I thought our defensive backs were going to be – I thought we had three Deion Sanders back there. What are we doing? Um, well, it was not Jair Alexander in the coverage on any of these. So, um, you know, KB on Ento, I don't want to run him down, but 
you know, he, he was probably not in great position on the underthrow to Dobbs from Etling. But there was also, and, and it was Adrian Amos trying to break it up. Rodgers threw a 50-yard ball down the field into the goal, into right about the goal line to Alan Lazard. It looked like it was broken up, but Alan Lazard fell to the ground and caught it while he was laying on the ground. So the he wide did receivers, what? he did he, what? Yeah, not not quite not quite as good as that game that you played in for the Monday Night Miracle and Antonio Freeman. But my point is, is that for a group that is missing two guys, and we're all wondering how good it's going to be, and whether they needed Julio Jones to join it for the first day, they've all done some really good things, and and that again. It's only one day, but you know, your old coach, Mike McCarthy, would talk about stacking successes. This wide receiver group in a no pads, helmet and shorts, first practice, they've all done some good things. And you much would prefer that to get off to a good start than say, well, yeah, they didn't get off to a great start, but really, come on, it's the first practice, right? It's much better to get off to a good start, even if you have to temper your enthusiasm about what they did in helmets and shorts. Fair? Yeah, yeah. you want, especially with a group that's going to be as much scrutinized as this group, what you don't want as a coach is to be constantly having to defend your players. You want to be able to, you know, Matt LaFleur, it's always interesting as a head coach during training camp because you want both to have successes and both to have some failures. You don't want the defense to get run through. You don't want the defense to be dominating the line of scrimmage and your offense stinking. You want a little bit of both so that you can balance it out, have a ton of competitiveness. That's your goal throughout training camp. But when you have a group that I think is maligned or questioned or you know everything that this receiving group is because Devontae's gone, you want to start seeing some guys build confidence. You don't want the greatest trio of defensive backs in the league right now, at least that's how everybody's viewing it, shutting down everybody and making it impossible to to do anything offensively you want these guys to have a little success so you can start building off of it otherwise you're constantly just trying to build confidence and that's never a place you want to be as a professional all right tosh speaking of wide receivers and we'll we'll talk about zach tom to wrap up the show in the final segment because i do want to take advantage of us having you for one more day this week before your sabbatical um because I do think it's really interesting how a rookie offensive lineman needs to go through the process of catching the coach's eyes and earning more opportunities. But uh, because we did put the poll in the field and it's surpassed 500 votes, uh, will the Packers regret not getting Julio Jones? If you were to guess where the balloting is currently, what would you say? Um, I think most Packer fans are looking at this, uh, this sounds crazy, rationally and saying, I don't think we need Julio because he's old and he's been injured. So I'm going to say 60-40, say no, we don't need him. 78-22. Don't need him, won't regret not getting him. Yeah, Yeah, it it, it can. hmm. Again, I love the concept of bringing in a veteran player who's been unbelievable, having low a low expectation and low pay with high potential re- uh, return on your investment. Yeah, I love that concept, especially with Aaron Rodgers and especially with where this receiving core is. But I don't think we're going to be sitting here saying, man, Julio Jones was an all-pro this year. I think he's going to make some plays no. if he can stay healthy. 
and that's what this team could use. But again, I am. I think Julio made a really smart decision in getting into camp, getting some money, and having a veteran quarterback that knows what he's doing that will give him an opportunity to win a championship. Tampa is just as good of a position in Green Bay as Green Bay, in my opinion. So, hey, good on Julio for finding a spot that will pay him and give him an opportunity to do it. I wish Green Bay would have done it because it would have been low risk, high reward. And that's always what you're looking for when you're dealing with a veteran player. And, and I would just say this. I know this isn't how it works, and this will be the second Moneyball reference I've made today. But uh, Brad Pitt goes into that scouting room and says that they need to recreate Jason Giambi in the aggregate, right? So they need three guys that are going to get on base as much as Giambi did. And you get Julio Jones and Sammy Watkins, neither of whom do you go into the season expecting to play all 17 games. But if you get eight from one and nine from the other and combine, they can be pretty darn good uh, in those games that they do play. I think it would have been interesting to see. But that is not going to happen as Julio Jones is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Sammy Watkins is not practicing today, but he is expected to be on the field maybe later this week or early next week. They say it is a short-term deal with him. But that is the wide receiver situation as it stands here at Packers practice at Ray Nitschke Field. I want to get back to the offensive line before we don't have Tausch for the rest of the week because Zach Tom has gotten a little of my attention. And I want to talk about why and what he needs to do moving forward with an expert in how to catch coaches' eyes as a rookie offensive lineman. More Wilde and Tausch straight live from Packers training camp practice at Ray Nitschke Field. Straight ahead, it's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio.